G'day and welcome to the Two Dogs podcast. Why do you ask Two Dogs? Well, why do we call it Two Dogs? Because each and every week in this series of podcasts, we'll be bringing you two of the old dogs, uh, and not so old dogs, I suppose, too, uh, that have graced uh, the uh, the Witten Oval, the Western Oval, and have graced uh, and uh, and have a special place in our hearts as uh, as lifelong bulldog supporters. My name is Kevin Hillier. I'm lucky not only to be a lifelong bulldog supporter, but uh, also very blessed to be a life member of the football club as well. Something I cherish very near and dear to my heart. As I do, uh, the moments you're going to spend with uh, some of the greats of this football club. Uh, in these podcasts. Hope you're going to enjoy them. Uh, We thank the Past Players Association, uh, the Past Players and Officials Association for making these uh, these podcasts possible because uh, time and uh, energy and, uh, you know, resources all get put into it. So uh, they've been terrific in helping us uh, put all that together. And in uh, episode one, happy to say we have the number 10 and the number 21. And that, of course, is Gordon Casey and Stephen Power. Case uh, played 125 games and kicked five goals for the club in his time. Uh, Stevie Power wore the number 21 and kicked 25 goals in his 177 games. A couple of characters of the club uh, who you've seen in action uh, of recent years at many of the uh, the past players' functions in particular, uh, but happy to say uh, sat down with them for about half an hour. I sat down for a lot longer than that. We've edited it down. And uh, you're going to enjoy, hopefully, the next half hour of, uh, of Case and, uh, and Stevie Power together. I uh, hope you do. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, many more episodes of the Two Dogs podcast to come. Enjoy episode one. I got recruited by Carlton because there was no um, draft back then. It was just there was no zoning. It was just open slather. So I went to Carlton because um, Barras was coaching them, and I'd followed Melbourne as a a boy. I grew up following Melbourne up the country, and because they won nearly every flag in the fifties, and I was born in nineteen fifty. So I spent two years at Carlton, then I got the uh, the bullet, so to speak, and yep. lobbed at uh, the dogs where EJ took me under his wing, and that's where I come to meet Stephen and well, everyone else. Get to Stephen a tick, but uh, now, so Barassi set the meeting up with uh, with Ted uh, for you to go and talk yeah, to Ted? Yeah, well, like, I was a bit devastated. I was only 18 years old when he told you me. You played one game in two years. Yeah, one, one, I'd won the best and the fairest in the reserve 68. He yep. won the fly and played one, one senior game, and... Yep. Um, he just said that oh, I don't think you're going to fit in here because it never ever tried me in the back line. I, I was just a forward or a midfielder, mainly a forward with the odd run on the ball and and so forth. But he said oh, I don't think you'll um, going to cut it in. I had a pretty good side. I might have had that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, so I, I didn't know where to go. I said, well, you know, I, I want to have a crack. I reckon I'm good enough. And he he said, oh, look, I'll take you out and um, introduce you to EJ, and which he did. And the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 69, you came to the club as a, as a young fella, <coughs> Addison Kevins? Well, look, they always say that, but that was where I was at school at the time. I was really a product of, you know, Werribee. Um, I played for Werribee Juniors uh, and in Werribee Junior sides, uh, yeah, up until I went to school. And it was only that that's where I was going to school at the time. But, yeah, I, I was just uh, – Is that where Bernie Lee saw you, though? Bernie Lee. He would have known about you before. Well, he, he yeah. my old man used to get a ride to work with Bernie, yeah. and uh, he was always telling him how good, you know, <laughs> how yeah. I was, as dads do. So I think Bernie sort of felt obligated to, uh, to have a look at it. Look, you know, I, I'd won, you know, junior best and fairest and stuff like that. So yep. I was I was a trier, a love footy, used to do well, and even at St Kevin's, you know, I was probably, um, you know, 
the best player in in the school side. Yeah, I remember the, there's a group of them came down one uh, one night to uh, sign me up, and they were in the uh, lounge room at home. I know there was Chiller Shields and there was Bill Mobs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that EJ was there or Jack Collins, but there was a, there was a heap of them. Kevin Webb, I think. So um, I just signed up and thought, right, well, you know, I'll go down and play in the under nineteens. Yeah, was it was it a big difference between what you had at Carlton and what you walked oh, into? Huge. <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping that's not. It wasn't a good uh, difference. No, it wasn't a good difference. It was. Well, it was virtually like going from a. Um, it was like going to a country club, coming yeah. from Carlton, and going to the Dogs. I, I, yeah, you know, was a decided difference. Both, uh, you know, especially off the field, the way the club was run, the administration and so forth. And uh, like Carlton were very well set up financially through their administration. They had guys on their on their board that were uh, pretty well off and, and they uh, they had mates who were well off and, and the club was well run. And, and of course, Barras, coming from a very successful club in Melbourne, had his own, uh, bought his own stuff with him. And uh, yeah, it was a big difference, Kev. Yeah. Yeah. Was it an eye opener for you as a young fella? Well, it was. Uh, as Kay said, he he'd had an involvement with another club, but I hadn't. I'd only been involved with junior sides and school sides. But when I so when I went there, you know, just for EJ to be there was, you know, she this Ted. Witten. I think when I when he first spoke to me, I think I might have called him Mister Witten. <laughs> you know, that's. But and I, and I also, um, you know, saw blokes I'd seen. I remember once my dad said to me, he said, oh, we'll go down to Geelong and, and watch Footscray play Geelong and you can see Ted Witten. So <clears throat> we went down and after the game, he said, well, what would you think? I said, well, you know, I said, oh, he played okay, but that guy on the half like Fank, that 25, Johnny Gillard. And and JJ was there when I went in and Das and George Bissett and um, Ian Bryant. Uh, I, I'd, I'd had all their – I got all their footy cards. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was – I just wanted to play. And I said to uh, e- uh, EJ, I said, look, uh, Mr. Witten, uh, I'll, I'll be happy to play in the under nine. He said, oh, you won't be playing in the under nine, you know, you'll be in the reserves. Um, so, um, yeah. Did you play five, six or seven games that first year? I played – it was an 18-game season. I played six reserve, six senior, six reserve. And then I think – was it that year we won the night premiership? Nineteen seventy. We was seventy, wasn't? It? Yeah. So, and I did play in that seventy. Uh, yeah, I only played. I only played the same as you. I only played a handful of games that year as a forward, and um, and then it was the start of seventy where EJ started to so with, you, change you, a few things around. Yep. So, your first year, were you in in the first game of nineteen sixty nine? No, I didn't play in the first game of sixty nine. No, no, because that was EJ's three hundredth game. Yeah, no, I didn't blokes play. like Roundy. Yeah. Graham Joslin, um, they all played. That's right. Uh, as yeah. you know, recruits. So you were in the reserve side. Yeah, I, I, I well, was. We must uh, have been in. Yeah, yeah. But I played as a rover. You know, they just thought I was a rover because you could run a bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember we, Ockles Marsh was the captain of the reserves, and it was always not as a kid to have someone like him running around uh, looking after you. He was a good man. No, nah, he was. Time. He was a good bloke. No, I, I yeah, I played. Only a handful of games in 69. Then, as I said, EJ made some uh, changes. Uh, Ian Bryant had retired or retired at the end of that year and uh, 
and he'd been playing back pocket, and that's where. Um, did you put Chan up or did DJ? No, say? no, it was it was a match committee. EJ and a couple of the other yeah. guys. It was their decision. Yeah, and uh, I, I, that, that, that's the only time I've ever played as a backman as a Footscrave, or else I've played as a midfielder or yeah. forward. Even when I went to Western Australia after the Dogs, I, I played in the midfield, yeah. mainly in the centre. But um, yeah, no, it was their decision, and um, he, he just thought I could uh, do a job there and. Pretty good kick too, which he liked good kicks coming out of the back line, which is obviously the... It's a modern way of football's yeah. played. So you yeah. 40 years ahead of what was going on. Yeah, oh, there's a few things we, we started then. You might remember when, when Das was playing full back and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and I in the back pocket, we started that little short pass. And I remember when we first done it, EJ would give us a bit of a bake, but but, <laughs> but now it's a given. Yeah. Like that little... The, the old days, they used to just kick it as far as they could and hope that someone would mark it or... Well, well, actually, Dallas loved that little uh, tap, yes. you know, 15, yeah. 20 yard kick. Yeah, I reckon we sort of started that, him and I. Um, and uh, he, he certainly will, will take it. I've had, you know, spoken to him about it some years ago, but we started. But when we first did it, oh, gee, EJ went off his, went off his head. He said, <laughs> no, sure, passing the back line, you know, the old story. But, but then when we could do it so well and we worked it out between one another, like sometimes. It'd be Darcy kicked at me, then Nick might be a couple later. I'd I'd kick it to him and so forth. Yeah. And of course, that next kick because he was a, a good kick yeah. as well. That next kick would then go past the wing or onto the wing. You know. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. you know, from your kicking, you you know, not being in your pocket, but good kick. Uh, I was quick. Uh, I'd, I'd just make the lead and yeah. land on my chest. Yeah. Yeah. We had a pretty good midfield too with Thorpe and Stewie. Well, yeah, Stewie Thorpe, yeah. yeah. So though, when you talk about the blokes that you played with in that in that era, that early part of the seventies, didn't make a final, I think, till seventy four. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then seventy six. Well, look, some of those had been involved in finals, but um, most of those were gone. Yeah, AJ sort of. Yeah, that's when he yeah, was bringing the, the, the older blokes. Young, yeah, he brought the young young fellas in seventy seventy one. You know, like I, I've got my own thoughts, and Stephen's probably got his thoughts about like I, we underachieved, Kevin, for yeah. sure, with the team we had. Uh, you know, I know earlier this year when we had that past players function at the um, at Marvel Stadium, and Yanni had to look at the the quality of player in that room, Absolutely. and we all played together, and um, and we did underachieve, and I, I just think that we weren't uh, weren't well coached in those days. Uh, yeah. I, 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 when I went to Carlton to Footscray, I, I felt there's a lot of similarities between EJ and Verass, and I, I was wrapped, but. I would have liked to have seen him stay a bit longer because he was the one that got us, us young blokes into the team and yeah, sort of yeah, started moulding yeah. us. And uh, then we had Bob Rose take over. And I, I just didn't think Bobby I. Bobby cleaned the joint out, didn't he? I, I think what really upset his coaching and, and understandably so is when young Robert got yeah. smashed up in the car. And that. Yep. We'd beaten Richmond in the last game at the Western Oval. And then for, they'd organised to go to Phillip Island. Yes. Yeah. And. On reflection, I thought to myself, yeah. it was like an end-of-season trip yeah. and we had a final the next week against yeah. Collingwood at yeah. Waverley. Yeah, that so was 74. Yeah, it rains for us to go away for a weekend. Well, you know when the boys get away for a weekend, what's going to happen? So I think if we like, we had enough of the footy against Collingwood that day. We just we, we didn't yeah. waste it a lot. Well, I remember I remember the opening couple of minutes, Sambo ran through uh, Max Richardson, yeah. cleaned him up. Mm. And I'm, I was on up there. Jeez, how good is this? Richardson's uh, <laughs> Richardson's gone. No, we, we should have done better getting back to what we were saying, Kev, because uh, 
we, 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 we didn't I, – I can't remember, and you might correct me, Esther, but I can't ever remember us having a real game plan or yep. or whatever. It was just that you go out and play your position and, and or you're on such and such, you know, like you keep him down to nothing and all that sort of stuff. There was no, if they do this, we'll do that or yep. stuff like that. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a lot more complicated now, all the, all the stuff that goes on, but I can't remember – any sort of set game plans back no, in those it's, days? It's different era. You'd, like if you're on the bench, uh, you only got to run in the last yeah. five or ten minutes. Whereas now they're on and off now when you watch a game. Well, obviously it's interchange and, you know, they're fully professional. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, just get it to the forward. Was the club was the club as a club and as a group of players? Were you not serious enough about your footy, or is that is that an unfair thing? <coughs> a, a, a lot of people, you know, I, I've heard people say that, but I, I disagree. Like um, compared to now, like things were different back then. Oh, you absolutely. could go out and have a beer. We used to go in the social club after the game and catch up with the members, which I think I'd like to still see happen, but obviously it won't because I think guys nowadays are. They're not given enough free time as far as they go to they go to white spots and uh, yeah. all that sort of stuff. No, well, as I said, you know we had jobs, and the thing is, with um, uh, you say you're not fair thinking. Well, of course you're fair thinking about your footy, but yeah. you weren't fully professional. These these blokes now, if you were earning that type of money, you you do your skin folds and you um. We, we were earning nothing. Like, but was I, would, you, I, would both would I both of you wanted? Would you have liked to have been a professional footballer? It was probably hard to visualise that, that, that it was ever going to evolve into the game that it is now. I, I, we, I spoke the case uh, before we came in and um, we're talking about, um, you know, the mental health of players. And I, could, I can see how it would get you down if you weren't playing well. It, it was, you know, your bread and butter. But did you, did you just think for a second, talking about that, did you love your job as much as you love playing footy, or did you love playing oh, footy no, more than your no. job? No, no I love playing footy more yeah. than your job. But what about when you footy when footy becomes your job? I think that uh, if we had been playing in the days now, you'd just fall in the line and you'd you'd yeah. be professional and whatever. But back in the days when we played, uh, like our game of footy, let's face it, was was born on on the physicality and and fun and a bit of larrikin. Ism, you know, like it's one thing the EJ used to always say to us. He said, I, I love guys with a bit of larrikin in them. Yep. That's why he loved us too. You know, yep. we had plenty of that. Yep. We could also play. But like every time, like we'd be uh, pretty wild off the ground, but every time we crossed the white line, we'd give it everything we had. And, yep. and like we were all good players for this footy club. I don't even know I'm saying it myself, but we were. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, we'd change now. Like uh, it's, it's the same as people say, oh, do you reckon that such and such would have been that played back in your own? Would have, how do you reckon he would have gone now? Well, he would have been just as good. Yeah, correct. Because the methods have changed and, and his skill level and fitness level would come up and he'd probably make him even a better player than he was years ago. Yeah. The whole psyche of what you're doing changes when it becomes your job. Yeah. When yeah. it's your passion yeah. and your yeah. love but and you obviously, just, yeah, and your like mates. <clears throat> and you and you and you probably probably play with blokes for years and years and years, whereas now it's far more transient in terms of people moving clubs and yeah. doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was was sort of strange for uh, someone to leave a club and play at another club. It didn't ha- happen that often. Now, you know, blokes are playing for you know four clubs. Uh, 
Well, yeah. you did it for why you did it because you you were good enough to play at that level, but you weren't getting a game where you were. So you wanted to. Yeah, well, get an I was probably it was one of the first. Um, you know, like, yeah, I was one of the first to probably go somewhere and be successful. because yeah. a lot of the blokes would go elsewhere, but they wouldn't. Or Ken Green would come across just, before I, me. Yeah, I was just going to say, Sprunger, yeah. his name come, came across. Come to but, mind. Yeah, it was my, a, a lot of um, a lot of that didn't go on in those days, and it does now. And I, I feel for the guys now in in, in the fact that they're, they're scrutinised to the nth degree, like. I remember, you know, we had Mike Schoen at one of our breakfasts up at the club there one time and he said that there's three three times as many journos covering AFL footy as what there is politics. Yeah. So like, that, that's frightening because he, these guys, like, if they had been if – the, if the same coverage had been around now, day, they would have got front page every day. <laughs> well, that, that's what I think. Some, some of these players who go to Sydney, you know, yeah. because it's not as – yeah, well, plug a lock at yeah, prime example. Yeah, like, and you know, maybe that's um, yeah. Danaher's. Um, yeah. Could so be. what would what would a headline have been back in the day uh, yeah. if uh, if those journalists had been around and had access to the kind of information they had now? <laughs> well, what would uh, you know, star a uh, uh, Bulldogs midfielder Steve Power caught. Caught at the caught at the toddy or the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we used to say that people used to say to us, "Why did we go to the toddy and the tarmac so much?" And we used to say, oh, "We're we're the road managers of the Blue Echoes." <laughs> Self-appointed. <laughs> I'll, I'll check with Phil Galotta about yeah. that. I'm sure Phil. He'd like that. Yeah, he would. He'd, he'd we're like self-appointed. That. Though. <laughs> I remember one day at Arden Street um, running around and. Uh, uh, not a huge crowd, because but um, got near the fence and uh, someone yelled out, uh, "Get back to the tarmac, power!" <laughs> <laughs> and I had a chuckle to myself. Oh, this person's seen me there. Yeah. But you had that connection with with like opposition <clears throat> supporters as well as your own supporters, really, didn't you? Because it was it was more of a a community kind yeah. of I don't thing. Know, I don't know that they inter- uh, players interact after. I, I, that was one of the highlights of the day was the uh, after match. After outside, match yeah. yeah, talking to the uh, opposition players. Yeah. You go out there and uh, be, you know, be hard against each other all day but then come in and have a, have a quiet drink and the umpires used to come in. The umpires well. came in. We'd go to the after match, just a typical day at Scraggerland. we after match and then we go into the trainers have a few beers with the trainers next, and then we'd end up in the social club. Yeah, with talking to the members, and I, I used to find having a chat and talking to the members bloody great too. You know, like it was very helpful for uh, you know, and a lot of them would, would be raining, pouring rain, freezing cold, and they'd be in there, and that, you'd see their face light up when you walked up to yeah. talk to them. And I, I, I got a lot out of that. Was a was a strange place to go into though. Oh yeah, well, a bit of a well early days. You know, club. I think it's when we first started, there was no social club. Exactly, and we used to go down the Pal. That's right, the Pal Hotel was our uh, our social club place of uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Leon Leon Ing would look after yeah. us. He'd, he'd give us a feed and uh, yeah. a few beers and just just have us there. Uh, it was funny. They uh, we used to go to the Pal a lot, and um, and they uh, they because it was on the corner of Gordon Street, Ballarat Road. And they uh, they used to have the Gordon Corner Golf Club, and of course I, I told a lot of my mates to come down from the country from time to time. They'd named that golf club after me because <laughs> <laughs> we'd always go there. Notoriously, Ted didn't drink in his in his playing days. Um, how did he go seeing you blokes having a few beers after games and all that sort of stuff? Oh, I can't remember him ever. Ever having a crack at me about it? To tell yep. you the truth, no. Yeah, well, 
I had to front him one Sunday morning after getting pulled over for 05 uh, the night before going to the um, uh, toddy. Then I, whatever the reading was, you know, like point oh eight or something, and uh, like his comment was, uh, "Jesus," he said, "What were you drinking?" <laughs> I said, "Beer." <laughs> <laughs> so then it was, you know, it, it was it was a it was an inspiration to us, like like um, and and that Stephen said before to play with guys and against guys that. You grew up with a footy card in your pocket, Scanlon's gum or, or whatever. It was just uh, – it was fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah. At, at my, EJ, it was at my 21st and, um, you know, just for him to come was fantastic, even yeah. Val to come. It was a highlight for the other people who were invited. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> like in the barn dance, uh, you know, they'd be dancing with uh, – Progressive barn dance. Yeah, yeah. So uh, – ah, good bloke. Uh, and like uh, like the play, the play with him as well towards – like he was, he was stuffed when when we played with him. But he was, it was still great to be out in the green. He made you run a bit faster and walk a bit taller. And yeah. uh, he was really, really good. I, even now, when I uh, when I think about those days, I sort of sometimes get a bit of a, a chill up the back of the neck, you know, because he was. Every time you're in his presence, and I guess you would have been too, yeah. Kevin, several times. You just felt in awe of the guy, and you you, you felt. Yeah, you were attracted to him. You, you yeah. know, well, in, people yeah. gravitated to yeah. him. His last game at the Western Oval. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, when when we he arrived, played Hawthorne, yeah, yeah, and he um, there was cameras, and there was we never saw cameras. Um, they were following him as he got out of his car yeah. to come into the rooms get and changed. get changed and all that. Yeah. I remember um, when the game finished. Uh, I was on the wing, and I was on on the uh, bulldog side wing yeah. near the race. Yeah. I thought, geez, this is all right, straight in and uh, <laughs> in first into the showers. Yeah. So I've flown in, I'm in the showers and uh, no one no one else has come in. <laughs> there was a presentation on out on yeah. the ground yeah. and I've, I've sort of then gone out yeah. and thrown a dressing gown on. I said, oh, you know, aren't you there, Jay's presentation? Yeah. So I didn't even know about there was some any presentation. So I've gone out there in my uh, dressing gown. Yeah, uh, and when when you see that speech that they often show that oh yeah, yeah I want you I, to inspire I, I, me. I can't remember that. Yeah, like because a lot of the a lot of the quarter time speeches. Uh, oh, he was an orator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, if, but, if he was anything, yeah. he was an orator. Yeah, but I sort of can't recall that. It was it was a big day though. It was. Uh, it would but, have been a bit of um, Stones Green Ginger Wine. Oh, uh, yeah, been run out by yeah. the trainers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a little secret, yeah. Lisa, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dars used to have it. And, um, well, Sambo and bloody Johnny Gillard, yeah, that all uh, yeah. have a nip. No, it was a good place to play footy because most other sides hated going out there. They didn't like it at all, but oh, that bloody good. They they won most of the time anyway. But yeah. I remember uh, one day um, we played Richmond and uh, Richmond ran out and you know it was a shocking day. And um, Michael Green, I heard him say to one of the other players, oh, I better remind whatever his wife's name, say her name was, you know, Julie. I must remind Julie to put the uh, electric blanket on. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bit of a home ground advantage, but we didn't take enough uh, advantage of it from time to time. Well, it was funny, like in the, those days, we more often than not, if we didn't beat them, we gave them a good run for their money, the Richmonds, the Carltons. Yeah, yeah, but and then next week we play Fitzroy or South Melbourne and get rolled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So who coached you at the doggies? 
Ted. Ted and Bob Rose. Bobby, and that was it. And then you you had Billy, Billy Goggin, Goggin after yeah. that. And Bill left and uh, Donnie McKenzie was right. interim coach. Yep. Yeah. And I left the year that uh, Royce Hart arrived. Sort of uh, not um, by uh, choice. I sort of uh, said to him that we were uh, training at Flemington and uh, I did say to him, look, I'd, you know, I think I was 28 or Nine and I said, look, I'd accumulated some injuries, so look, I just wondered whether you could, you know, go it easy. Uh, I could have a easy pre-season, um, and he sort of took that as saying, well, yeah, I wanted wanted to give it away, so I was, I was gone. Oh, okay, and you left and went to Perth. Yeah, I, I, I had a bit of a you were running over money. Was it over money? Oh well, I I, I did say that, but it, it was a bit deeper than that. Yeah, um, I um, I got asked. Oh, Ron, Ron Simmons was our runner. Yep. And we'd play at Richmond one day and he came out and he said, look, I, I, I really don't want to give you this message, but I've got to. Uh, Bob Rose was a coach and he asked me to uh, king hit someone or belt someone and it wasn't in my makeup anyway. Like, yeah. And uh, I, I, I didn't do it. And then uh, afterwards he said, well, uh, he virtually said, if you're not going to do what you're told, you're not going to play for me. But we're playing at Richmond. If I had hit the guy that he asked me to hit, I would have been – Dead because at, at the time Bones was over there playing for Richmond. Ricky McLean was there. Neil Barn was there. I would have been in hospital for a fortnight. Yeah, already. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah. So like I, what whilst uh, I must say whilst Bob was still around, I didn't really. I, I said it was a dispute over yeah money, which I, I, I guess that money was really just starting to come into it. I, my last year there was nineteen seventy five. Yeah, you're only twenty five then. Twenty five when yeah. I was yeah. And went to the West. Uh, Stewie McGee got you a played port- some good footy in the West too. Yeah, what a BNF and a yeah. Stewie, Stewie McGee got appointed coach of Swan Districts, and and I went over there with him. And uh, Swan Districts made me a pretty good offer. And yeah, I was there for five years. And but, yeah, no, it was a disappointing way. To, probably cost me playing two hundred games. Like then you hooked up again, didn't you? Now the, well, I, I, you went, you and played with v- the Arrival. Yeah, right. yeah and, under uh, Dennis. Dennis Pagan yeah. was coach. I reckon I played five or six games and did my knee uh, down at Chernside Park at Werribee. Yep. Um, after that, I think Yarraville got beaten in the grand final that year by um, Brunswick. Lee Perusi had also gone there and done his knee, so he had two, two of the, the better players out injured from the granny. After that, they seemed to uh, fold. Uh, I think Dennis had left then, um, and I – Got a feeling Les Twentyman might have taken over as coach. Yeah, you're right. So I uh, – not that it was money, but I, they really didn't pay out what I was sort of expected to get. So I stood out. Uh, Gordon had come back, gone to Parkside, got in touch with me and said, well, why don't you just come down and have a run? I said, well, look, mate, I don't know how I'm – he said, well, just run run laps. So I kept, went down there, ran laps. Got, as soon as you saw the boys having a kick – yeah, I thought oh, I'll have a kick, and then uh, I think it was that first, I didn't start playing till midway through that year, and uh, it was the year we won won the flag, won the flag in eighty eighty one one, yeah. So um, and it was good to catch up with uh, Case again, and uh, there was other players that I knew um, that were playing with with Parkside at the time. So yeah, all was good. Uh, yeah, no, it was. Um Good to catch up and play. It was, it was probably good to finish our 
sort of finish our careers together because yeah. we were pretty close when we were at the Dogs. Uh, to come down playing the flag together was good and um, I think you, as you come halfway during the year or whatever and then Dale Murphy come down. Yeah. You had a pretty good side, <clears throat> Parks, so that year was, yeah. well, you know, pretty star-studded and whatever, but it was great to play with Stephen and play in a successful well, team. Well, I think, yeah, Foxy uh, played, Tony, Tony Fox. Fox. Matt Borachewski. And Matty Borachewski, yeah. Rod O'Connor had played. And uh, Big Rod, yeah. Icons of the West. Yeah. No, well, yeah. And Paul, Paul Madden, the oldest Madden brother. Yeah. He played with us too. He was a good player, Paul, and a really, really good man, good, strong. He, he was he was built wiry like Simon but uh, and not as tall, but bloody very you, tough. You and, better mention uh, the uh, beast name, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, and Roddy Fraser. He, he, he was the captain. Yeah. He, he said he's made captain because he sold the most raffle tickets. <laughs> I think he probably still does <laughs> yeah. down at Parkside. Yeah. Um, post uh, the, that, the, after after Parkside, you went to Hoppers and, and coached Hoppers to a flag? Yeah. Yep. I went there in 89 we won the flag in 92, yeah. And then you got back involved in the in the other side of, of footy. At yeah, the, well, at the um, I, I, I don't know. I'd run into Terry Wheeler um, in 1992 and he was coaching the dogs and he, he said, oh, because Wills was a little bit ahead of his time Absolutely. coaching yep. and a good operator. And he said, oh, I'm thinking about getting a couple of you guys back just to, for one night, maybe two nights a week to do with a specialised backline coaching with a few of the backline boys, which did eventuate. So he got Bones and I back there. and uh, Jesus, there's a combination. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, – Rough Robbie. Yeah. And then um, – that was the last year at Hoppers. Then 1993, he said, uh, oh, he said, how would you like to, because um, it sort of worked pretty well, and he said, how would you like to join the uh, match committee type of thing? And then I got involved. But of course, then there was a couple of changes of coaches over the next couple of years. Yeah. He went and then Joycey went, and, but I, I was on the match committee when both those were there and went and then, of course, struck up a firm and strong and good relationship with Plough, which was Pretty successful. We yeah. went close to making the grand final and yeah, played in a couple of preliminary finals. Yeah. Probably should have made it one year. Unfortunately, we didn't. But no. And uh, we still. That was the famous we we blew it year when he put we blew it across the, his yeah. forehead on the Sunday morning when they went back in yeah. after losing on the Saturday. Yeah. They were, like they, 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 that group of guys at the Dogs then in 97, 98, they, they were a terrific mob of blokes to coach and to work with. And they really, you know, I know there's. Yeah, you know, like people say, oh, you've got to earn it. But they they really deserve the success. Those guys, they mm-hmm. uh, they bought the club from being last one year to two or three points off a grand final, and and li- really lifted the the whole bloody club no end. Yeah. And uh, I, I just felt really sick for you know, like for those guys especially, and they really did deserve success because they're a terrific bunch of guys led by Scott Wind and Co. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your fondest memory of the of your time at the club? The finals is it? Well, it, not not so much the finals. It was it was just joining uh, when I joined the club. Um, it was just to be involved. I think when you first go, to, you're not sure how whether you're going to cut it. Yeah. And um, and over the years, like I was there eleven years, I've seen a lot of guys come and go, and a lot of guys I thought, <laughs> why didn't this guy uh, cut it? And then I thought, why did I cut it? Mm. And then you sort of uh, ask yourself these questions. 
Someone gave me a book the other day that had every Bulldog player that had ever played from one game to whatever. And I just flicked through the book and I saw names, you know, and I thought, oh, I remember him. Yeah, he wasn't a bad player. What uh, what happened there? When I ran second to Demps in the 74 best and fairest, yep. I sort of realised, I said, oh, you know, a lot of blokes had come up to me prior to the count and said, look, I reckon you got him uh, this year. And, I, you know, then I thought, to myself, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Not <I'm> likely. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so I said, like, well, I've, I've made it. People say, well, who did you used to play on? And when you tell them who you used to play, also rent. Well, the, the the Rovers used to rest in the pocket. Oh, exactly yeah. right. So, so you so, <laughs> you had so, the competition yeah, Crimin, Crimin's, Crimin's and Matthews and yeah. Richardson yeah. and Tuddenham and yeah. Goggin and Nancurvis and, and the, the, Skilton and Bedford. And everyone forgets <laughs> about uh, Gary Wilson from Fitzroy. Yeah, oh, Gary how Wilson. good of a player was he? Oh, yeah. fantastic player. Yeah. Gary Wilson. Yeah. And John Murphy. And in answer to your question, Stephen, my, my greatest memory would be the fact that, you know, the club – the Bulldog Club and EJ give me a chance to a second chance to play VFL footy and and it, you know, it turned out good. So I, I respect EJ and the club for that. And yeah, that's my greatest uh, legacy of the club that I uh, they give me the opportunity and stuck by me and and I, I made it there. So yeah. how do you feel when you see the number for you, in your case the number ten running around and you know that's the jumper you used to wear? Does that does that have a special oh, yeah. feeling for you? Yeah. It was um, – well, he's a premiership captain now, huh. uh, which he's done a few things that I'll, I'll never do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I still look to see who's wearing the number 10 and, you know, like it's been a uh, – actually it was quite good because uh, a few years gone by that Mark Hunter got number yeah. 10 because I got him to the – I coached Mark at Melton and, and recommended to Mick Miley so they should get him down there and he played over 100 games and there, his son's there. But, no, I get a kick out of the number 10 um, – uh, it was funny. I was at a, a relation of mine. Got uh, his son got married and um, down at Sorrento, and he married a girl from down that way. And and uh, when I get to the wedding, it's an outdoor wedding at the Sorrento Yacht Club. Yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, yeah. So no, it's an outdoor. So I'm, I'm, I'm standing there. I'm looking. I'm looking across. You know, I'm just. I didn't, I didn't know anyone there. And coming from that sort of town, I, I'm, a, I'm a Western suburbs boy, yeah. and. Uh, Geez, I reckon that's Eastern Wood. I didn't say anything, so I kept looking at him and service went on and anyway we get to the reception and I said, oh, I've got to go over. It's got to be him. So I went over and sure enough it was Eastern. <laughs> and I introduced myself and when I introduced him, he bloody gave me the old arms around. He said, he said I've always been wanting to meet you because I see your name on my locker. I said, oh, I said, my locker. And then sort of got a bit of, you know. Uh, so it was quite go. funny. So it was good. I, I met him that day at this wedding down at uh, Sorrento, which was uh, unexpected. What about you in nice the 21? Because there's been, there's been some rascals won the 21 well, since you did. Well, yeah, the, the first bloke, that, when I left, the first bloke that got it was uh, Pixie Ross, Paul Ross. And he didn't last long. But uh, I'd always, and I thought, when's when are, when are we going to get a uh, you know half uh, not not knocking uh, Pixie, but uh, <laughs> someone who can carry it for a while? And then when Acker got it, <laughs> um, I remember uh, who said uh, Rocket Ede might have said at some function that I oh, you know could, could be the best. Twenty-one. Uh, <laughs> so I took him to task over that, <laughs> and, oh, uh, and then then they fell out. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and now with the uh, young Libba wearing it, yeah, yeah I'm, ha- I'm happy with uh, yeah, happy with that. But 
You always see a number. Um, but if anyone says, oh, I remember you playing footy, and I'll, the first question will be, what number did I wear? Yep. Yeah. If, if you know me. So, oh. Some people are freakish with numbers, though. Like some footy support. Remembering them. Oh, oh they're, yeah. They're unbelievable. Yeah, no, I'm you, you run into guys that uh, you, know, you never met before and they say, oh, yeah, you, you they're, they're unbelievable. Yeah. What did you wear for you, 37? No, I had three numbers in my first year. I had 39, 36 and 31. And when I got to 31 at the end of the 69 season, I thought, oh, you know, Ron Brassie's 31. I'd, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> and then I went from the uh, sup list to the senior list, and uh, Richard Radzminski was 21. And uh, old Empty Head, he, yeah, um, yeah. He, he, he was off the senior list. So they said 20, uh, 21. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. And I thought, oh, well, uh, I had it that year, had a good year that year, 70. Ian Bryant had uh, retired, and he came up to me and said, oh, would you like to wear the, the five? I'll, I'll ask them to give it to you. And I said, mate, look, I said, I had such a good year in 21. I don't want to moz myself. Yeah. I'll um, I'll stick with 21. And had it for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I had 34 when I first went up here because Graham Cook had number 10. Graham but, Cook from Hopeton. Yeah, from Hopeton. Not, and, not uh, worried. Then he, then he went and so I, I went to 10. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for spending some time. Appreciate it. No, nah, no worries. Thanks, pleasure. Good, good to talk to you, Been mate. Good. My thanks once again to Gordon Casey and to Stephen Power and to the Past Players and Officials Association for helping make these podcasts possible. Tell your friends, uh, share it around where, however you want to share it and however you do share it, uh, please do that and uh, keep your eyes open for the next episode of the Two Dogs podcast. Until then, I'm Kevin Hillier. Go the doggies. Go the doggies.